Dead in Hip Hop, continuing our indie interview series. We're here with my man Yameen, clandestine. What's going on, bro? Man, blessed to be in the flesh, man. All right. <laughs> Everything is well, man. Peace, everybody. Um, we out here for Book Brown's album release party, The Late Bloom. It's been a long time coming. I've seen it since the inception, man. So it's good to see that come to fruition, bro. So yeah. a couple of different artists out here. It's just a family event, man. Dylan's out here, Afua, Alexa. Got Rashida on the flute with me tonight. It's some live instrumentation going on in book set. And it's just, it's always love, man. And I feel like Illustrate ain't here yet, but I kind of feel like this is almost like the house that he, he's like the cornerstone sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like it's his fam, man. It's just real good to be here. A lot of rappers slash producers, they kind of go the live instrumentation route when they do live shows. Yeah. How is that translating the music that you sat in a room and composed into bringing in like guitars, like you said, mm -hmm. flute, drums? How does that process work? It's just, uh, in, in, in my mind, it depends, like sometimes you sample stuff and some people do it so they can clear a sample. It's like more practical reasons for some people, you know, right. just monetary reasons sometimes. That's cool too. But sometimes, you know, you just hum. I wake up in the morning, I might have a melody in my head, I hum it out. And I'd be like, this would sound good in a in a guitar type register or something. I got people who I play the guitar, come through, lay some licks down. I might even sample them again, you know what I mean? Yeah. And chop it up and just give it that feel. So it's it's very like it's a lot to play with, man. It's all mental. It's all from the mind first, and then you lay it down on tape or whatever. You know, it just it's, it's, it just makes it uh, the spectrum a little wider, I guess you could say. And it's dope. I mean, it's fun to do, man. I like making my drums sound live even when they not. So it's kind of like trying to be magic with it. Like, you know, the, the hand is quicker than the eye, you know, or the ear, you know what I'm saying? So right, right, yeah. Just trying to make something sound live that ain't, you know? It's like puppetry. <laughs> what made you release the instrumentals to your latest album that you dropped? Um, yeah. I just like drawing more attention to stuff without it being the same thing all the time. Because people who listen to the beats, they're likely to check out the project too, you know? And some people just like beats. Some people are tired of hip hop. And they like, if it weren't for producers, man, I would just be listening to something else. Yeah. So, um, and some people don't even know I'm a producer. You know, some people think I'm a MC only and they see a video with me rapping and they'd be like, well, that only gives you a half of the picture, you know? And I work hard. So it's like, here's what, you know, what else I contributed to it, you know? And um, it just brings more shine to people I'm associated with, illustrated two of the beats on my album. So he got those on there. People who never heard of him might've heard of him through that. So it just seemed like a good way to, without releasing more work, kind of just keeping the, uh, the push, the marketing out there, and you know, just getting more people involved with it. That's, I'll, that's what I did. It's free too, so yeah. count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on deadinhiphop.com. Go get it. That's right. Check it out. What's the price? Oh. 2000. Uh, I've been using that. I use the XL. I've been using the XL, that. XL, yeah, 2000 XL. Yeah, because B-heads, you know, they'll really check you on your on your gear. So. Yeah, right, <laughs> right B. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Just making the clarification, yeah. yeah. yeah you wanna but since 99, um, no, nah, sorry, no, nah, not since 99. I've been making beats since 99, but I got an XL when I graduated high school in 01, and I've had it since then. So, I, and when, um, 
But that song I got Never Leave was actually, I made that on the 10-year anniversary. So, because that song is about my NPC, like, you know, it's like my girl, you know what I'm saying? So, that was like the 10-year anniversary prize present, you know, it was like, hey, we've been doing it for a minute, you know what I'm saying? So, I use some other stuff too every once in a while, but, um, that's like my core, it's my heart. Yeah, that's the bread and butter. Yeah, everything else is an extension of that. Tell us, how did you get started into rapping? Kind of like, kind of like give us your origin, you know, from when you first started. Just just for a lot of people that, you know, just coming up across you watching this interview, mm -hmm. kind of give them a little bit of the backstory. I didn't start off in hip hop as an MC. Um, I started off, I used to write my little raps in, in elementary school or whatever and just see what it looked like on paper, you know. Um, somebody gave me a, somebody in my family gave me a rhyming dictionary. Uh, where it's cool. <laughs> Somebody gave me a rhyming dictionary. I can't remember who, and I just thought that was just cool. But um, I would say taking it seriously, probably like 2000, 2001, after I was already DJing for a while and making beats and stuff. And uh, just to compliment my own stuff, because you know you you work with other people sometimes, and sometimes it's cool to be a team. But if you know how to do something, you can kind of show, you can kind of express to somebody how you want it done, you know what I mean? So I did it more in that regard, then I just started having stuff to write about. When I was young, I ain't had no content, because I ain't had no life. Mm. <laughs> you're still a kid, you know what I'm saying? You ain't really got a lot to rap about, and not, unless you're faking it, unless you're just making something up. But, um, happens a lot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm close to 30 now, so I got a lot of stories now. Like, you can say a lot, you know, I'll be having stuff to say, you know, I'll find myself on Twitter, I'll be like, I ain't gonna tweet that, I'm just gonna make a verse out of that, you know, it's like, It'll have a longer impact. It won't be forgotten next week. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how, that's what it is for me. So you guys started out as a DJ, like into just I guess music period. Um, '99 was when I started DJing, making beats. Um, my mom bought me some decks, um, simple decks, some Gemini turntables. They was direct drive, but they were still just like plastic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I remember uh, they. I can't I can't trash them though, cause I got real drunk. I was like 16 at a house party, drinking, doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. Got home, <laughs> threw up in my homeboy's back seat. We pulled, we somehow pulled the turntables out. I didn't lock my coffin up, so they fell out on the street, and they did not break. So Jim and I, you know, I still give them the thumbs up, even though they was plastic, and my weights came off. I had to find them in the grass the next day. <laughs> so, just like I was asking Book earlier, you clearly do not fit in with the Southern MC stigma. Well, now we don't. Did you before? I mean, I, I came up in a time where you had people like Outkast and Goody. Mm -hmm. and, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like now, it's just some other. It's just different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But time would tell what's timeless, classic. What's gonna really last? I think you know we never know what ten years from now how we gonna look at this period in, in this in this region. So I try not to get caught up on what it looked like right now. Because you know it could very well tomorrow be like a renaissance of sorts that just really takes a hold, and then you'll be like, just like all these songs that come out that don't sound like what Yamin or Boog is doing, you know, a lot of them you don't remember a year later, two years later. They're not classics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't raising up, you ain't playing them at weddings and funerals and right, right. just transitional periods in life. You know, you playing them in the club. And I, you know, and you getting wasted. You ain't gonna remember that. You know what I'm saying? So, and I ain't knocking it, but I'm just saying, you know, we don't fit in, and that's kind of a cool thing to me. You know, a, a lot of people like, like us, like, wait, like you, Boog, like Dylan. I look at you guys, and I, I always think, and like Jaron Benton, I always think when it comes to like these, the bigger Southern artists, how they look at you guys. They look at these guys like, oh, these are some 
you know, weirdo ass motherfuckers that we're not even paying attention to? Or do they look at them like, fuck, if I hadn't signed this deal, <laughs> I could be making real music like, I don't want to say real music, I could be making music like this instead of what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? Because sometimes as an underground artist, right, right. people assume that you hate everything else. Right. And I don't never want to get in that type of mentality where I hate another human being. Yeah. Number one. But that's the pervasive attitude that you think people have, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who's making that, who's perpetuating that, Right. but I might not like a, people, a group of people's fans, you know, because they're standing on them, you know what I'm saying? They can't do no wrong, they're not right. thinking. But an artist, whatever, I don't know their story, what made them put them right. in that situation, I don't know. And they don't know me like that, but if we come together, like say me and Sai, you know what I'm saying? We actually know each other now, you know what I'm saying? So I got more insight as to why somebody would make a certain style as opposed to me just being in my little world and just making assumptions. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you know somebody got a mom, a sister, maybe going through something, all that shit is just irrelevant to me. You know what I'm saying? We got bigger problems, you know what I'm saying? As a, right, yeah. As a community, as people, man. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's how I feel about it, bro. Like, you take an album like Run the Jewels, like right. Killer Mike, you know, making stuff with um, LP. When I was in high school, I used to play Funk Crusher like every day. And these people don't even know nothing about that. Yes, sir. I used to play that. That album used to be my bread and butter for a while. You know what I'm saying? I knew I liked you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew I liked you for some reason. And at the same time, I came up on Outkast. So when right. I see them come together, I'm like, this is beautiful. Crazy, right? It's yeah. so, it's so, it's yeah. so full circle. Like and you get Dude, it's so crazy just to go back and be like, man, I remember when uh, Big Just lived in Atlanta. Yes, you know, what I'm used saying? to play the Apache. Exactly. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and it's like I don't be asking for a lot of respect from the newcomers, but like at the same time, I do have my personal views and I'll be like, yo, like you don't even know what the fuck happened 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, who am I to like dislike somebody for that? Right. I just might not be able to relate. And we, we, right. we might get off right there. You can just go up separate ways, you know what I'm saying? So that's why my, I'm glad I got my circle because it's just, everybody got enough room to do, be who they are. Like I don't have to work with you musically. I don't have to like but if you got a good fan base, and I got a good fan base, what we need to be probably doing is doing shows together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because Killer Mike and LP is smart. I'm working on a free project right now, um, just a bunch of features, you know what I mean? I, I got a couple names I think I'm going to go with, I'm not sure yet, but my next album is going to be called Class of MMI, Me, Myself, and I, also 2001, where I graduated, so it's not going to have a lot of features because I just really want to unify everything people know me for in one good album. So this project is going to before that is going to have features and we're going to have samples that are just ridiculous that I, you can never get away with putting on an album. Just really just bending like all rules and shit. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I got an EP I've been working on with Methuselah for a while, me and DT. So it's like clandestine and Methuselah project and a uh, project with me and Illustrate. And um, man, we got a lot of work coming out. I'm working on this cat in North Carolina called Sam Brown. My other brother in North Carolina named Lazarus. And um, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of work coming out, man. Just expect to see me behind the boards and on the mic, all that. And tell tell everybody what you just put out, like the album you put out a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, February I put out uh, Yamin, yeah, I album Yamin, yeah, self-titled, not self-titled, but it's my first name. 
And uh, got Book Brown on there, got John Robinson on there, Illustrate Beats on there. I got Black Tex on there, uh, my brother DT from Clan D. Um, songs with me, me scratching, porn samples, songs with me <laughs> going all in on that. Just bars and bars and bars and beats and it's just a good project, man. I can't even stress enough. I got four videos for it so far. I got a couple more coming out just to keep it going. And just, yeah, man, just, this is good, man. I appreciate you talking with me. Yeah. Good out, man. Good looking, man. Good looking, man.